there's things that she can handle that if you just give her that chance, your productivity is going to be even better. Back to what we were talking about, yep. building productivity. 100%. And I'm not saying go date somebody so you, they can become your employee, you know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm, <laughs> like, I'm saying, uh-huh, are yeah, you doing math? <laughs> yeah, like, oh, here's your resume. <laughs> Hello everyone, welcome to another episode of the eFormula podcast. I'm really excited for this specific episode. I have Sergio in the house. Thank you for having me, You know, I'm still like kind of, you know, wondering why Sergio was not the first guest because we live so close. We live like five (laughs) floors away and it's like... We see each other every day. Every day at the gym, around the the building. But I'm glad we get to make it, bro. (laughs) Glad to be here, brother. Welcome to the podcast. You know... There's a lot of entrepreneurs out there that have started the journey early, but there's only few that have was able to really have a massive breakthrough at a really young age. And Sergio is one of them. I was fortunate to get to see Sergio present at the event that he put together with, you know, Cody earlier, right? Mm-hmm. Earlier in November. Yeah. yeah. Oh no, October. Uh, it was in October, yeah. October. October. Like, maybe like three weeks ago. Yeah. And I was, you know, blessed to see you speak and I learned a lot from you. Thank you, bro. But, Appreciate you know, that. So I'm really excited to bring out those questions, some of, you know, to refer in some of those things that you presented so the audience can really get to enjoy that as well. Absolutely. Welcome to the show. Thank you, man. Before we get going, I have some questions that I put down. <laughs> Let's get but it. But why don't you introduce yourself to the audience? So I, I don't usually introduce myself, so it's a very simple one. Okay? okay, I'm just a guy, you know, that started off young and been trying to figure out since then. And, you know, it's, it's been just a great journey. I, right now I run a hedge fund. I have a marketing agency, very successful over the last seven years. So, yeah, that's me. My name is Sergio Traconis. <laughs> <laughs> wow, that's it. A really nice and simple one. We're going to dive deep into it. Sergio. You like uh, we spoke a lot. I know a lot about you, so it's kind of hard to put certain questions in perspective. Okay, but you mentioned you know like your beginning. The beginning of your journey was not an easy one. You no. wanted to go one way, and your family wanted you to go another way, mm-hmm. and you just decided to move like to the way towards the way you wanted to go. Can you tell us a little bit how that decision was and how was the reception from your parents? Yeah, absolutely. And I wouldn't even say it's more of like recommendations, right? Because at the Mm. end of the day, everybody has a choice um, on what they want to do. So for me, my my recommendations, and I always knew this all my life, was either you're going to be a lawyer, an attorney, or something that has to do with a big degree, right? You're going to get a degree. Uh, And I never really had a passion for anything. You know, I didn't know. I mean, there's a misconception. You're 10 years old, 12 years old. Yeah. And people are telling you, be a lawyer. You, you're going to believe it, right? Because yeah. there's nothing else that you, that you know. So I did that for the majority of my life. And when I came out and told my parents and I said, hey, I don't want to be any of these. I'm actually dropping out. I told them after I dropped out, actually. Wow. Yeah. It was, it was, after the fact. Yeah, you can only imagine. I mean, <laughs> traditional family, you know, like I immediately turned into the black sheep. I was going to be an orthopedic surgeon and immediately wow. went from that to a dropout. And I knew I had a vision and a goal and I knew that I needed a vehicle and I wasn't going to let the fact that I didn't have a vehicle stop me from starting early, right? I mean, if you study all these successful people, you, you read a lot. So you know that 
the earlier you start, the better it's going to be for you. So I quit and I got a chance at the first corporate job that I applied for, which is sales, right? If you're getting out of college and you want to make money, or if you're dropping out and you want to make a lot of money, you start selling. It's the yeah. best way to make a, make a lot of money. All right now, there's a big boom in solar cells. Yeah. A lot of people making a lot of money out of Well, Serge, you mentioned something really interesting. You said if you want to be successful, you want to start mm -hmm. early. You know, and I think that if you're watching this right now and you're less than 18 and, or you're 18, you are even in your 20s, it's like so much blessed. You're so much blessed to be able to have access and be willing to watch this type of content because you're literally like part of the 1% of people that are interested in taking life, like taking full responsibilities of their life. Mm -hmm. And it's a blessing to be able to start that early. You know, you mentioned your first corporate job. It was in real estate sales. Real estate sales, yeah. And like you was out there looking for investors. Ir yep. Ironically enough, you yeah, ironically, circle, yeah. And now you're doing edge fund as well. Exactly, because I quit that job uh, eventually down the line, and I said, "Screw this corporate life. I'm never gonna do it again." Now I'm back to raising capital. <laughs> but yeah, that was the thing. Like I went to the the owner of the company and I said, "Hey, I know nothing." Mm -hmm. um, give me a chance. I'm hungry. And he told me to learn a little bit of marketing and sales before I started working there. I did. YouTube's there for free. All these books are here for a few a few bucks here and there. Yeah. Um, and then he said to go start raising capital. And that's exactly mm -hmm. what I did. Within two years, I started at like 20 years old. I raised like $9 million. Wow. Uh, I still don't know how I made it happen. I, just, I think it's just like repetition every day of doing the right things. And uh, I made... A lot in that job, yeah. Nine million and and like literally at 21, 22. At 21, nine million. Wow. Yeah. Can you imagine the t amount of work and discipline that one need to create to be able to raise that much amount of money and doing it at the very early age is truly remarkable. Mm -hmm. That was like a stepping stone for you to be able to like <clears throat> move on to the next journey. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Like that was because the, the owner as well, I tried to mimic what he did right mm. you you kind of want to influence you want to be influenced by people who who are doing a lot better than you and who yeah. you want to be like so he was actually one of those people for me oh the ro um, a role model baby. yeah he was a good role model for me so he helped me a lot with that yeah. oh, amazing mm -hmm. amazing you know and another thing is that you was able to do better like to do good for yourself financially also yep and you know what when was the more like what did the leaving that job came about you feel like you needed to change something or you feel like you needed to do more <clears throat> or because i feel like it was a really comfortable position to be in yeah at that, at that age yeah so yeah for sure i was making way more than anybody that i knew and at least around that age so i quit because i knew i wanted more you know mm -hmm. there, there's a saying you you make a lot of money then you have no time or you have no time and you make no money you know, I wanted to find that sweet spot of making a lot of money, but having a lot of time. So I knew that wasn't going to be possible in the same job. And I wow. quit like any like financially independent 21 year old, unnecessarily, you know, irresponsible kid quit. Wow. <laughs> so I quit around that time and I started day trading. So I, mm. I became pretty successful at day trading as well. And yeah. Forex or uh, other type of currencies as well? Like so crypto and Forex. Crypto, crypto and Forex specifically. I started getting into stocks later, mm -hmm. but crypto and Forex mainly. Yeah. Oh, nice, nice. I think that, uh, you know, we was going to the car show last time and you was, t uh, you was telling, 
you know, one of your cousins that was mm -hmm. with us, yeah. that anybody in the world should be trading. It's a skill that Yeah, you take it with learn. you forever. You know, if you learn how to trade, because all it is is reading price. Mm -hmm. If you learn how to price read price, price, price action, mm -hmm. um, and you know what people are doing in that market, and you can make a few dollars off of every transaction, no matter where you are, it's always going to stick with you. Wow. You know, to this day, I, I could go to a chart and say, hey, I want to make a few thousand this week or this month. And, and I could go do it and find an opportunity and do that. Yeah. Wow, that's incredible. I know, Jack, I, I know nothing about trading. No, I, saw, I saw you learning the other day. <laughs> I look at the charts. And you're I'm learning like, your this charts, is interesting. man. Yeah. I just love it. It's, it's very similar to a game that I play a lot. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, let me get into it and see. And see this, you know. You told me, yeah, you have a you game know? that's like yeah. strategy and strategy. So it's really like cognitive. Yep. You know, like yep. a lot of time I watch a lot of it late at night mm -hmm. when it's like one and uh, I'm not sleepy. I just just watch some patterns. Right. Maybe in the future I'll be a, a, yeah. a good trader. Oh yeah. You never know, man. <laughs> right. You never Trading, know. I mean, you could just be working on one thing and on the on the other one you have a, a chart and you could. You know, part of my plan is to pretty much have the TV here and put a chart there. A, yeah. A chart there. Yeah, just look. Just, just going <laughs> to look at it. It's like, it, it just, I've always been obsessed with the, uh, the idea of, you know, Wall Street. Right. You have numbers. If it was up to me, if I know somebody that can do it efficiently, oh, that would be I would have numbers running around. Well, you know what you could be? You could be a value investor instead of a trader. Oh, become value. a value investor. Oh, what is that? What is That's that? what Warren Buffett does. I mean, it takes a long time, but instead of going in and out of the market, you go more on learning how to read the financial statements of a company mm. and understanding if it's a good one for the long term. For so long you invest time. a certain amount of money. doesn't matter, you know, how long you're going to do it in because you know that it's a, a valuable company. And you own a share for a few shares for a very long time. You make Interesting. Money. Yeah. That's, that's, that's amazing. I definitely want to be like more in the financial niche yeah, because it's, fun. it's <laughs> always good to have like a diverse portfolio right you know different things that you can use your money for Absolutely. rather than having your money sitting in a bank i have my next question here is you know a lot of people have the idea of like oh, i was born an entrepreneur started mm -hmm. at five years old doing selling this selling that do you have that type of connection with entrepreneurship as well or you just stumble on <clears throat> With, uh, like, I always, as if I always knew that I wanted to be one? Yeah. No, no. I did, I, like I said, I didn't really know what I wanted to do. It was just more of a, I knew my goal. And as you grow up, you understand that being a doctor is going to take you around 50 years to have that kind of money. Wow, being an yeah. attorney, it's, it, you can Pretty make a lot. But yeah, there's a lot of work between the time. Every, with any industry, it's possible to maximize it to wealth. Mm -hmm. But I knew that there was other vehicles and resources that I could do and get good at to make that time shorten, right? So it, it, yeah. it's, I'm still on my way. We're all still on our way. 100%. But for sure, I shortened my time by at least 30 years than if, Literally. you know, yeah. If you was to be a doctor, to have the lifestyle that you have I would today, still be studying. Yeah, Orthopedic surgery, studying. yeah, I'd still yeah. be there. And to be <laughs> able to make the money that you have already made, you would maybe be like 45. Yeah. For sure, because then you got to open your own practice and yeah. do that. You got to wait more, study more, you know. It's insane. That's pretty yeah. much the inspiration and the reason. I believe that we all got an opportunity at some point to yep. give a shot at entrepreneurship. So like my goal with the channel is to just give anybody that come across this video because the tr we're never going to be able to have 
the freedom to the extent that we can devote a good amount of time to our health, our like our mental health, our physical health, our you know psychological health, and our families and relationship to the extent right. you know that would make a sustainable like a good difference, you know. <clears throat> Because we have, we're gonna to have to commit a huge amount of our time to figuring out money working exactly. for somebody else. Yeah. But when you build a leverage, you get to pretty much spend all your time. Pretty much, you you might not leave the house today. I might not leave the house today. So no. we spend all <laughs> our time in the house, just clicking a couple of buttons, and things are running. And that's the opportunities and this, uh, like the possibilities that are possible with entrepreneurship. So. Mm-hmm. You're on a good track. Keep watching. Yeah, and, and also, like, it, it doesn't only have to do with having that, you know, freedom to do nothing. I feel like we're human. We mm-hmm. always need to be doing something, but mm-hmm. that something needs to be what we like, right? 100%. What we love. We're, we're here on this earth for such a short amount of time. Yeah. And thankfully, I, I figured that out very early, so I dropped out of everything that was holding me back from actually living how I wanted to live, so... That's another reason why. Another, 100%, yeah. 100%. Yeah, like another thing, right? You know, watching your presentation, you have, you know, you were, you were telling about the moment. You know, people have the misconception of, you know, like in entrepreneurship, the hardship are not being advertised. It's not being right. promoted. People only get to see the penthouses, the amazing views, the cars and all that stuff. Yeah. They don't see... What what happened behind the scenes? You saw the toilet paper. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I saw like I saw the toilet paper issue. I was like, wow, this is really something that, you know, it's like a motivational a motivational factor. Right. As long as you are investing in yourself, it doesn't matter how negative you go. Mm-hmm. It's just there. Yeah, you I know? mean, there's a saying that always stuck to me is is if you're if you're low enough, right? If you're at your rock bottom, there's no other way but up. You know, so always look at the positive thing of everything. That's, that's I hit my rock bottom. The reason why I said toilet paper is because my rock bottom was where there was a point where I couldn't afford not much, right? I, it was during the trading time. I, uh, I, I started making some bad decisions, got in debt, you know, part of the process. And yeah. one day I took toilet paper from a Japanese restaurant and I was like, I just saved on my grocery list and I was like what what the hell am I doing man like I gotta stop this that was when I told myself I gotta figure something else out that was my breaking point the toilet paper will always stick with me that's literally where the question was going right like that breaking point how did you manage to put yourself back together and then push through again so it was definitely um, you know what dark night of the soul is dark night of the soul a lot of people in meditation yeah maybe in meditation it's it it was kind of like a a depressive point right where Mm. you're so happy with where you're at and then it kind of falls but it's more of a lesson but you don't see it like that so yeah you will go through those times Um, it's inevitable but it's either that or going back to where you were before and and usually that's like below rock bottom for me at least everybody's different so a hundred percent i put myself together by opening up myself to new opportunities that's it yeah you know there is uh like i had sebastian actually the first guest of the podcast and he was mentioning you know when he was working and getting a breakthrough working and getting a breakthrough Mm -hmm. and he got an opportunity to go back and join a company called mind valley they're really big now oh i know who they are right yeah he he got an opportunity that was opening a new branch in in uh, uh, malaysia wow and they're 
didn't have search at all as part mm -hmm. of the strategy. So they hired him for search and then he started a division for YouTube. Right. And he grew their YouTube channel from 30,000 to like 3 million yeah. subscribers. He, he blew it. He blew it up. And it's like he's part of the success studies and he created his own YouTube university now, helping <clears> a lot of entrepreneurs. But the lesson that I got out of it is like he was humble, mm -hmm. right? Because as an entrepreneur, you have to like the cockiness of like, oh, I'm an entrepreneur. I'm going to figure it out. Sometimes it's good mm -hmm. to really because when you start something, right, it's not a failure until you clock out. Correct. It's not a, f a failure until you clock out. You can be like, OK, it's half time. What I'm going to do, let me find a way to increase my expertise and exactly. come back after the, you know, in the second half. Yep. And that's what Sebastian did. He dropped his pride and he went and joined Mind Valley for a couple of years. Mm -hmm. You know, excel, like grow his knowledge, grow his expertise, and then go out and just go back on the second half and just push through. Exactly. So did you have to like do these type of adjustments? Absolutely. And, and there's two things, right? Like there's that misconception where entrepreneurs are always taking risk and they're always quitting something to go do something on their own, you don't always have to figure it out on your own. There's something else called being an intrapreneur, yep. right? Which is you working in a company, right? Preferably a position that's available for growth, right? Usually sales, right? That's yep. the most difficult and most life-changing position because there's no cap to no how much sales you can bring yeah. in, but that's where you could provide value to the company. So all a company wants from an employee or somebody that's working with them is if that person can bring a return on the investment that they're already putting into that person, you become much more valuable. 100%. And you could also become your own entrepreneur within the company. That's why it's called intrapreneur. intrapreneur. Okay. So that's exactly what I did. I found, I found my partner, Cody. You know, I, I, I paid some marketing for my page. I love what they were doing. I started working with them. I said, hey, I have experience with communications and client relationships. Let me manage a bunch of clients for you. And slowly but surely, I brought so much value that now Cody and I are, are partnered in so many different things. But it was that. It's literally what you said, putting your ego aside and saying, hey, like, I don't need to figure it out myself 100%. on my own. Yeah. I could go into an organization that's already figured it out and be the best. The way you do something is the way you do everything. 100%. And if you go in there, even if it's the smallest position, like, booking calls or booking appointments. You better fucking believe I'm going to be the best booker for those calls. You know, I want to make as much booking so I could show the value and then get moved up to another you know, one. Something interesting that Jordan Peterson mentioned is that people like people in the lower like in the in the, in the lowest lowest echelon of mm -hmm. labor. Yep. It's not nobody's lower status because every, every human is the same. We treat people equally. But he mentioned people in a lower level of ech like of the labor like echelon, right? Mm -hmm. Imagine you are a dishwasher, and you are resentful for of the manager. You're never reason. gonna move up. You're never gonna be a manager. Yeah. But if you really embrace your position as a dishwasher and you do it your best possible, mm -hmm. be the best possible dishwasher. By the time you realize you're gonna have the you know the chef calling you in the kitchen to look after yeah, some stuff. Exactly. And by the time you know, the chef is going to tell you, hey, I'm not going to be around today. Can you take over the kitchen? Because mm -hmm. you already made most of those dishes and yep. I was taking the credit. Just go in today. 
right? And you take the chef position for one day, and by the time you know, the chef is like, you are my ally now. And you work at the same level as the chef. Exactly. And by the time you know, the manager doesn't show up because you do a great job as a chef. Mm -hmm. The owner calls you, the manager calls you to replace him for the day. And that's how you slowly, slowly find your way, yourself exactly. up there. And what happens most of the time, people can be really resentful of the status, of the position and the work, you know, and it works echelon. You don't have mm -hmm. to embrace it. You know, the first thing that I did when I came to America was work in a sneaker store. Not even on the floor, on the basement. I work on the basement, literally stocking shoes. Right. I didn't speak English, so what am I going to do on, this, on the floor? But you did your best at stocking shoes. I did my shoes. best, literally. Yeah. And one of the most important lessons that I got out of it from Jim Rohn, he's like, no matter how much, how much they don't appreciate the work you do, mm -hmm. do not for a second think that you can get away with doing less. Right, or do not think for a second that you want to do less because they don't value what you are doing. Just do everything, give everything the best that you have. Even mm -hmm. though they're not giving you recognition, yep. trust the process, somebody's watching. And the minute they get an opportunity to snatch you away from them, they will. Yep. You know, that's one thing that really, really resonated with me back. I agree, and my, I agree. You know, like sneaker store days. Yeah, I remember I used to work at a restaurant, Brio, Oh, if you Brio, yeah, that was like one of my first jobs. Wow. And I've always had that mentality, right? You kind of have to have fun with it. it yep. Make it into a game. It's 100%. the best way to have fun with it. So I was the busser. I was a busser for tables. I and really don't understand the concept of restaurant. When you say busser, the I guy who cleans the tables, oh. who brings like water for the people. Oh, gotcha. Yeah. And I told myself, I'm like, well, what does a busser have to do? Well, I have to go clean the tables very quick. I gotta make sure I know that the person needs water as soon as possible. Mm. So I figured out strategies, right? I was like, okay, if I clean the table like this, mm -hmm. instead of like this, it's actually quicker, right? Less, wow. It could be five seconds quicker, but it's quicker. So I started playing games. I said, I'm gonna clean it like this. The cups go first, plates here, this, this, and that. <laughs> and I became so efficient that exactly what happened. I would get more hours to work because productivity is high. I'm done working, right? Yeah. There's nothing else for me to do. You get added more hours and, and you know, you start you start kind of leveling up. Wow. But you should do that with everything. A hundred percent. You know, how you do something is how you do everything. A hundred percent. That's a that's a very nice way to put it. Yeah. You know, I have another thing here, right? Like right now, you're pretty successful with with like within the age bracket that we are, like there's few people that have, you know, like gotten to this level. Mm -hmm. And it's very easy to you know, to be complacent because you have right. a huge amount of comfort. Like, what keeps you going? That's a tough one because I, I go in and out of that one, to be honest. You yeah. know, to be transparent with everybody, it's, you, you, you get to a level and then you have a lot of time, you're making a lot of money, you get comfortable. Yeah. Um, but you'll learn through experience, right? Every time that happens that you level up and you get comfortable, you'll start noticing that you're losing what leveled you up in the first place, right? And you got to understand that if you want to get to your ultimate goal, because we all have that ultimate goal, the person that you are now or the person that you are tomorrow or the next day is not going to get you to that goal. 100%. You got to be that person always. And that's what keeps me motivated, you know, having the ultimate goal. And even after that, when I have another one, you always got to have little goals. 
um, you know, that helps a lot. That's that's very powerful, and I know, like, I think a lot of people can really leverage that. Uh, I, I like to use the notion of like reaping and sowing, right? In right. Africa, yeah. it's very common. A lot of people is sustained mm -hmm. through just you know agriculture, right? And the food that they're eating today is what they have ripped last year. Exactly. Yeah. And what they have reached, planted the seed. Yeah, what they have reached, ripped last year was the work they did a couple of years ago. Exactly. So if you're chilling today, you're spending <clears throat> the fruits of your labor from two years ago. Mm -hmm. What's going to happen two years from now? Oh my God. <laughs> it's just, it's, you always, it's, that's a great point. You always need to be planting a seed. Yeah. I was, it's so crazy that you're mentioning this because last night I was talking to my girlfriend about this and I was like, hey, we have so much time on our hands. We're literally working to raise capital and this has a lot to do with relationship building and meeting new people and that's not a rigorous yeah. game. You know, you go to events, game. you go to places. And I was telling her, I'm like, we need to do something in that in-between gap, 100%. right? I need to learn something. So I'm like, let me do a course. Let me learn a, a, a you know, we're in finance. Let me yep. try to get this Series 7 license. I mean, why not? It's a 100%. game at the end of the day. Yeah. Um, so once you start getting that time, and right, and for everybody listening, you will have some time, yep. you know, when you became, when you become some type of successful. Um, you'll have time to spare and you always should use that time productively. The last thing you want to do is create busy work for yourself. A hundred percent. That's going to bring you down. Yeah. You if you're busy and it's not productive, you don't want to be busy just being busy. Exactly. You want to be busy being productive. Yep. You know? Exactly. That's, that's an amazing way to put it. Because mm -hmm. like if you think of the notion of the work that you did two years ago is what you're enjoying now and you yep. feel like you're sitting today enjoying what you did two years ago what's going to happen two years from now it's like yeah. oh why why there's no plant exactly, <laughs> exactly. there's no seeds being there's planted, no seed being planted. <laughs> you you're know, not going to get anything yeah it's the long game man you know it's the long game you know a lot of people watching this channel is going to be somebody that you know somebody that is thinking about the concept of entrepreneurship mm -hmm. want to listen you know to current entrepreneurs to just get an idea of when is the right time to become an entrepreneur from your be like from your standpoint when is the right time for somebody to become an entrepreneur so i think you could become an entrepreneur at any time right entrepreneurship doesn't mean quit everything take risks now it just means creating something that's of value for somebody else solving a problems for someone else that's 100%. all it is so you could do that in your nine to five you know you just wake up a little earlier you work on that side hustle that you have and then you come back from work and you keep working on that side hustle there's always going to be a few hours in the day um it's like meditation you yeah. know uh, I, yeah. I told you this the other day but there's a saying in meditation if you don't have 30 minutes to meditate then meditate for an hour wow there's always time you know there's always time to do things but you just got to prioritize it so that's number one mm -hmm. number two for me um you get to a point where you understand that you're building something and it might overcome the, the current income that you have at work. When that happens, just make sure you have a big savings account that's gonna help you throughout at least the next three to six months before you quit any good paying job. That's what I did. I didn't quit just like a crazy person. Yeah. I made sure that whatever I was doing was gonna sustain me. Yeah, like I know people who did it. I mean, they, it works out for them, but they were more stressed than I was, oh, yeah. you know? Like me, like me. I don't I like being stressed. stressed most you know? definitely. So, yeah, I mean, there's two ways to do it.
you don't have to be so crazy. About yeah, it. you know, uh, this notion of like becoming an entrepreneur to look like you're signing a death. Oh, now I'm an entrepreneur. This yeah. is how. Now I'm working twenty four seven. You don't. You don't have to. You don't have to sign any agreements. What you can do is just. I would say even start with the entrepreneurial mindset. Watching mm. videos like that. Watching videos yeah. like that. Maybe you're starting like, oh, I'm, I don't want to work for somebody. But you want to, st but you don't know what to do, what you exactly. can do, what type of value you can bring to the marketplace. And the marketplace doesn't just pay you by time. They pay you according to the amount of value you bring. Yep. You can work 24 hours in the marketplace and make $10 an hour. Mm -hmm. And somebody else make a 10-minute phone call and get paid $60,000. Exactly. So what you want to do is pretty much pick up some entrepreneurs that you feel like you connect with as well mm -hmm. and start reading anything watching any videos that was featured yep. and you would that natural integration would lead you somewhere i think that's what happened to me yeah started listening to a lot of entrepreneurs and i was like wow this really resonates with me yeah you'll you'll start learning through others and 100%. if you have you know a thousand five thousand dollars to invest into something make sure that it's yourself first because uh, yeah. that that's going to pay you way more in the future a hundred percent yeah there is no I think I think Warren Buffett, Warren Buffett said that There's everybody no it's crazy yeah. every everybody. single billionaire I've listened to has said that yeah it's like your best investment you can ever make yeah. is on yourself it's so simple people are always asking hey what's the what's a good investment I could get into what's a good stock right yourself <laughs> yourself <laughs> you Literally, know I think this is one of the big drivers that have driven me to create I have like right now we have like I have created an, a, to a total of four software yeah, I know. It's What's crazy software? what you're like doing. Account books app for like accounting and stuff. I created yeah. that in, in the midst of COVID. And that, you know, like there's always learning lessons. I figure yeah. out there's a, a, it's a hard industry to break into. Have the restaurant app. I have the smart menu. Now we're big into hosting as well. Yep. So a lot of other things. But when you, you realize that, okay, when you put the money on something, they're like, oh, when you put that money here, and 10 years from now, the $10 can become $100. Mm -hmm. And you figure out a way that, oh, what if I can take the $10 and create something that can produce $5 a month? Yeah. You know, it's like, yeah. let's give it a, it a shot. And I know that I'm going to be the person that is leading the boat. Exactly. And I know the work ethic that I have and everything that I have, I'm now going to, this is me and me alone. If I mess mm -hmm. it up, it's me, you know, so... That would spark another type of aggressivity as well. And yeah, you need that that mindset. You and know. being involved with in like, because it's hard to get if somebody tells you they're always motivated, they're alive. Right. You know, but if you have like, okay, your motivation, it's not an option because mm -hmm. you know you have you're all in this. Exactly. If it doesn't work out, there is no way it's not even gonna work out because mm -hmm. it's. You know, make it happen or don't yeah, you, you to make can't it happen. half ass it. You know, you can't half ass yeah. it. This is uh, really interesting. I know people are getting a lot of value right now. Another thing is like, what inspires Sergio? What inspires me? Wow. So, I think what most inspires me is is how much value I can bring to people mm -hmm. in a short amount of time, mm. right? How how can I create such productivity? where I could impact as many people as I can with doing the less amount of work. And I think that's something that any entrepreneur needs to figure out. 
because we can only reach certain amount of hours in the day and certain amount of work before we burn out. A hundred percent. And, you know, if you figure out a way to be productive and do that, you will get very far. So that inspires me helping more people, of course, and, and just the vision of myself in the next 10 years, 20 years, it, it helps inspire me every day. Uh, that's powerful, most yeah. definitely. You know, another thing that I really, uh, that, that, that I've noticed, you're a very disciplined person mm -hmm. in a very extensive way. You always try to optimize your, your time Yes. Anything that you're going to do, you think of it like, okay, the amount of time that I have to invest, is it going to equate something? And I think that's a very big discipline also mm -hmm. yeah. that kind of that, that have contributed for sure. I yeah, know, I mean, e I think Elon Musk says this, where if you give yourself 30 days to do something, you'll do it in 30 days. If you give yourself three days to do it, you'll do it in you three days. Three days you know, it's, it's all the same. It's just, it depends on how much distraction you have. This one is a big distraction. 100%. Uh, for me, at least, it's, it's been, oh, you know, everybody. it's tough when yeah. you have a phone in front of you. But if you're able to get rid of all those, you could do that 30-day work in three days. In three days. And that's definitely. what's productive. You know? you know, like, there is a lot of, uh, a lot of entrepreneurs out there that, that are, you know, pushing hard on the notion of working hard. Yeah. One, well, I don't have heard you say a couple of times, working less, working less. Mm -hmm. What is like the clear definition of like, you know, because we are pitching entrepreneurship and yep. we know entrepreneurships are the people that are changing the world. And we are here talking about working less. Yep. And people know that like from outside of the entrepreneurship era, like another spectrum of entrepreneurs, like you gotta work hard, work hard what notion do you want to buy into the most? I think it's just knowing when to separate both, right? Because in the beginning, you got to understand that you do need to work hard. There's no other way. You need to wake up early, just like you hear on these almost cringy entrepreneurship uh, Instagram pages that, that says all these things. It's true. In the beginning, when you first start, you need to hustle your way into it. Yeah. But once you have an organization and you have a business, that's where you need to figure out how do you work less in order to work on your business, not in your business. That's what I'm trying to promote now, uh -huh. right? Because I don't want to be the person in my business because I have 24 hours in a day and that's why I'm looking for optimization and productivity. How can I extend myself to more people without me having to burn myself out? And that's how I work less. And I'm able to bring my productivity up while bringing my work time less that's why i'm able to come here and through these type of things right we're building a podcast you're building yeah. a podcast you brought me on yeah and whoever sees this i can impact them 100%. this only took Most what an hour an, an hour, hour and a half and it has you a know? much bigger impact so, it's gonna live on the web for forever just no one to different that that's the answer just sorry for the long-winded answer no, but it's, it's two amazing. stages in the beginning work hard second find out how to be as productive as possible and work less you know like one of the things that that i've noticed it's it's really powerful it's like working hard entails a lot of movement right mm -hmm. a lot of movement in some sort and a lot of intense focus on some stuff right and that kind of give a specific type of results and i believe there's levels in your business that that type of result is now going to benefit you mm -hmm. than you know sitting for four hours reading something correct Right, like the, the Bill Gates of the world, the Warren Buffett of the, Buffett's of the world, they mm -hmm. read like four hours minimum a day. Yep. Right? And somebody else is gonna be sitting in a computer complex, you know, shits and, you know, phone calls all day, mm -hmm. 
flight here, I'll fly here all day. Right. And it's like a different lifestyle, a different situation. But what I've noticed that the people that are at the top, top, they do less movement. Yeah. They do less movement. And now it's like, okay, we're working hard now. And what, like, from your answer, I kind of, kind of was able to bring something together. It's like, you have to work hard before you build the resources. Correct. Because you working, like, that much would take a lot of time away from the things that need your time. Yeah, Mostly, I mean, that deserve your time, like your exactly. family and other aspects of life. Just imagine if Jeff Bezos was at an Amazon warehouse, you know, packing up boxes. It's just you can't do it's that forever. Efficient. You know, yeah. he's not able to fly and meet a president of a country and try to work out a deal to bring Amazon to that country, for example. Yeah. Right. It, it's just you, you got to know where you are and what you could do for yourself to maximize your business and hire out and outsource so that that productivity can stay the same as if you were doing it. But you're working on bringing more. You know, you're 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 providing value for other people, but you're also creating jobs. You know, it's a 100%. beautiful thing. Capitalism 100%. is. Is, that's what I believe in the most, you know, 100%. You're, you're, you're creating wealth for other people, jobs for other people, and at the same time for yourself and your family. I mean, it's a win, win, win. Yeah, there's this notion of people hating people that are really successful or uber rich. But then they go to the job that that uber rich person created. And, <laughs> you and, know? and the funny thing about it is that they never, like, people never think for half a second, how hard is it for you to make $500 a week mm -hmm. at your job? You're going to... It's tough. Bust, you're gonna bust your bust ass, your ass, right? Yeah. Imagine mm -hmm. how much it would, how much work would be required for somebody to make a million dollars. No, one hundred percent. How I much? Mean, you, how many people you need to impact to be able to make a million dollars? The work is a lot, a lot harder. The work and the risk, right? And work know? and the risk is a lot, a, a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot more. And just think about that, pretty much. And the next time you feel like you don't like somebody that is successful. Just know that they deserve every single penny that they have. 100%. I mean, there was something I heard of a, of a guy that was trying to find equality in the, in the, in the salaries of, of the mm -hmm. CEO, the president, and also the, the worker that works at the warehouse. I don't know if you saw that. Yeah, I and, saw and, it. and the guy said, if you're at a warehouse putting together gunk, a pencil, lead, and you make a pencil, how do you think you're going to be able to get paid the same as a CEO who took 10 years to build a business took their time to file their taxes throughout the last 10 years, find employees, risk money up front for all the manufacturing, all this work, they made your job. You know, you cannot be paid equally. It's just, if you want to be paid equally, then you have to do the same that they did. That's why I, 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 I mimic myself so much with the billionaires because that's who I already are in my head, who I already am in my head. Yep. You know, and, and, and in order for you to get there, you have to do the same they're doing. You know, pretty much I have this quote that uh, like I, 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 I wrote on Twitter. I tweet a lot. If you haven't been on my Twitter, you should yeah, check I see, it out. I see you. I see you. <laughs> All right. Uh, I said, you don't get what in life, you don't, we don't get what we want. We yep. get what we deserve. Exactly. And it's literally if you want to see somebody and you feel like, oh, I want this person's life, just know that you haven't done. You haven't done enough. You haven't done what they have done. Exactly. You are not deserving of what they have. And if you are in a position in your life that you don't like, just know that you deserve <clears throat> it. And you and you you not only do you deserve it, right? And that's that's called tough love. Yeah, right? tough love. 100%. Tough love. And not only that you deserve it, but you also need to understand that you have the full capacity and power 
to do the same thing that person did. There's so many different stories, right? There's stories of, of millionaires and billionaires getting there because of the leverage they had with their, le with their wealthy family. But then you also have the billionaires and millionaires who came from extreme poverty. Being homeless. Everybody, exactly. Or everybody. Rich dad, poor dad, Robert Kiyosaki, who was homeless. Isn't he about to be a billionaire? Yeah. Got into, yeah. A, got into a wallet business. Can you imagine exactly. somebody getting into a wallet business? So just this guy is a great example. Yeah. And you got to tell yourself, and, and it's empowering, right? And I'm saying this to, to help people get empowered. And this uh -huh. is why these type of things exist, podcasts and things like this is to empower you, the person that's the busser, or the 100%. person that's putting together the pencil, or the person that's cleaning tables, whatever it is, you can be the person at the top. You just really need to understand that it's tough love, you gotta put in the work. A hundred percent, and the funny thing is that we all was there literally less than five years ago. Yeah. Right, and yeah. mainly the main drive about this is, for this podcast is like, if you hear about entrepreneurship, most people often look at the Elon Musk of the world. Mm -hmm. But there's, there's few people that I can kind of like visualize that have just walked the path and have fresh footprint exactly. that I can follow to replicate the success. And my goal with this podcast is to pretty much put those people, hey, Sergio was here there five years ago, mm -hmm. still have some footsteps. We have created this, we have built this, and it's allowing you to, to just follow the same thing that he did to give yourself the opportunity to change your life too. So... It's really powerful, and I think this is going to impact a lot of people. And so. I love what you're doing, man. I Thank love you. what you're doing. Thank I mean, it, it's so simple, right? So it's simple. so simple, and I love to simplify this into a few sentences. But you're paid according to the value that you're able to provide to the marketplace. Boom. Uh -huh. If you're able to solve a very difficult problem like Elon Musk, he's yep. been able to solve a lot. Yeah, he gets paid handsomely. That's crazy. You know, yeah. But if you're if you're solving a problem that a hundred thousand other people are solving. How do you think the marketplace is gonna, is yeah. gonna reward you? Literally, Elon is a very powerful case, case, right? Like imagine government across the world. It's yeah. like, oh, Ukraine is asking Elon to drop Starlink. Exactly, like, I, and only one person is doing that one person, on the planet. On the planet. So obviously he's worth it, 200 billion. He has you know? to be a $100 billion exactly. worth more than... Well-deserved. Yeah. Any, any billionaire, well-deserved. Right. They, they made it happen. So it's like just accepting the fact that, you know, just falling in love with successful people is yep. going to get you closer to being successful yourself. Mm -hmm. I, I know we have a lot of things to, to, to... We have talked about a lot of things. <laughs> yeah. But one of the things, people watching the video would see that we are wearing the same shirts. Bank on it bank on it you know we haven't even touched. i appreciate you for wearing it. <laughs> yeah we haven't even touched like the main thing that i wanted to talk about just on this podcast is you know kern's capital mm -hmm. you re recently really dialed in yep. and you know started this journey and the shirt says a lot right what's the story be behind bank on it so we started a, a hedge fund beginning of the year right and it's 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 pretty it's a pretty creative process on what we invest in mm -hmm. i won't get too much into that okay it's it's a long conversation yeah. but the phrase bank on it is funny because every every interesting business has a catchphrase and one day we were in the car and we're like what can we say for a hedge fund that makes good money i mean <laughs> make money or or raise your capital it's so boring and then yeah. and then my girlfriend said why don't you just bank on it and we're like 
Oh, shit. yeah. <laughs> Banking on it. Banking so on it. We That's have it. pencils. We have socks that say bank on it. It's oh, just sick. fun, you know? <laughs> yeah, we want to we wow. do a lot with that brand. Yeah, that, it's epic, man. Yeah. And I saw you posted a screenshot last, last week, mm -hmm. and you guys are literally close to a million dollar in profit on a monthly basis for your investors. Correct, yeah. We hit like 950 in, in, in wow. profit last month, and we're on pace to hitting 1 million in this month. Wow, yeah. that's epic, man. Nice. I want to extend more on about Kearns Capital, but I know it's it's going to be a long conversation. You guys yeah. will be able to learn more about it for, on Sergio's page. We're going to you know have Sergio's Instagram on the page. Yeah. If you're watching, if you're listening to the podcast, you can check out my YouTube channel, Mohamed Itapsava on YouTube, to watch the full video of this so you can see the shirts that we are wearing. Let's go. You know? <laughs> I got a chance to meet Camilla, your girlfriend, and she's just an incredible, like, energy. Oh, yeah. You know, every time she, she's around. She's a firecracker. <laughs> and, like, I, I just I just can only imagine how that have influenced your productivity, mm -hmm. being able to have somebody by your side. Yeah. You know, because a lot of time, one of the biggest distractions that can get an entrepreneur out of, out of his game mm -hmm. is women. Yep. You know, like, and... It's very, at least from my experience, it's very hard to find somebody that can really align with your progress and can really understand the journey. Right. You know, but I see your situation, like, how, how, do, how, you do, manage, I do, how do you manage so to... So, it's, it's tough but simple, right? Mm -hmm. So, what we did is we got to find a goal that aligns with both of us. It can't always be me or her, right? Mm -hmm. It has to be in harmony. And that's something that I always say, it's, it's not work-life balance, right? Especially when you have a girlfriend or a spouse, wife, if there's no balance, okay, I don't believe in balance anyway, that's where the relationship gets hindered. But if you find mm -hmm. harmony, work-life harmony, mm -hmm. not work-life balance, well, that's where you can start incorporating your significant other, right? You could start bringing them on to work with you. You could say, hey, I'll pay you a small salary to do this, or hey, we're doing this together because we have a common goal. And that's something that has helped us tremendously, is not making goals separately, but making them together. Hey, mm -hmm. I, want, I want a car or I want a house. Well, the car is for me because she doesn't care, but the house is for both of us. It's a 100%. huge goal for both of us. Um, and of course, it depends on the girl. It, it really depends. There's girls that I've gone out with that, yeah, they don't want to work. You know, they, yeah. they want to be relaxing. Um, but you just got to find the right person for you. 100%. And, and they got to be, extremely honest with you, almost like a business partner, right? Camila, for me, when I say something or do something incorrectly, whether it's a business transaction, a personal transaction, whatever it is, after that, she will literally, literally chew me out, like if she's my business coach, and say that I should do this better for the next one. So have that person that's always looking out for you to level you up, 100%. and vice versa. You always gotta do that for the other person as well. But <clears throat> it's a mix of finding the right person, uh, that's one of that's don't wants to hustle with you and the person is going to be uh, radically transparent with you you know like one of the things that i, I, I like i kind of felt when i started my journey i believed that you know dating could be a really big <clears throat> distraction because mm. it provide comfort you know and i think like i could be a hundred percent wrong maybe it's just based on my own understanding. No, you're not head. wrong. It just depends right. on the person. Yeah. It really does. So, like, uh, but I always imagine, like, having, you know, somebody that literally can take care of the mundane things, mm -hmm. you know. 
like a lot of time, you know, you get in a relationship to make your life easy, right? Yep. Not hard, yep. <laughs> right? Imagine you are in a relationship where you have to figure out, like as an African man, we like literally take finances. A woman that is marrying to an African man, we don't have to spend a penny because mm. that's part of our culture and being a Muslim, your wife is your responsibility all right. out, you know, all the way down to her underwears, mm -hmm. you know. But another interesting aspect is like, okay, imagine you're going to take all of that in charge and then you have to figure out about food. And then mm. you have to figure out about, you know, like, oh, giving like that person time and then not providing anything, like bring anything of value in the table. So, yeah, and that's, it's, it's funny. The reason why I keep saying it's got to be the right person is because I know that there are some people out there that do not like it when their spouse or significant other tells them what to do or, or hey, we should do this together and you have to have your own tasks and stuff and stuff like that. But we, I consider us three things. We're, we're in a relationship, we're best friends, and we're business partners. Okay, mm. so we each give ourselves, we delegate things, right? So she does this around the house and also in the business, right? She's actually the girl, she f manages all my money. Uh, you know, transparently, women are smarter. are smarter with money. 100%. 100%. You know, I, I say, I recently told her, hey, you know what? Like, I'm, I'm submitting all of this. Like, yeah. you manage all the money we have because apparently you're way better than me at it. And having, putting your ego aside and saying that there's things that she can handle that if you just give her that chance, your productivity is going to be even better. Back to what we were talking about, yep. building productivity. 100%. And I'm not saying go date somebody so you, they can become your employee, you know? I'm saying, here's your resume. <laughs> no, no, I'm saying like you got to have that common goal and imagine, or just think about how fulfilling it's going to feel for the both of you, not just you, because you both worked towards that common goal. You both saw what money was coming in and out. You both saw where that investment was going. You're both equally involved. You yeah. know, that's the key. Yeah. yeah, that's really epic, man. And I think that, you know, God designed us in pairs for, for a purpose because yeah. he knows yeah. that, like, that's the way we should live. And when I hear people saying that they never want to get married, they never want kids, I'm like, you're mm -hmm. entitled to your own rights. But if your parents have taken that approach, you wouldn't have been around. So think about that exactly. twice. Thankfully. Yeah, right? <laughs> you know? <laughs> and be grateful that there wasn't be like Be super you. grateful every day. <laughs> Another thing uh, that I wanted to touch on, you're a big reader. Yeah, you're a I big love reading. reader. We are yeah. obsessed with reading. What are three books that you would say have impacted your life in a very significant manner? So the first one is Becoming Supernatural. Becoming Supernatural. Yeah. And Thank I know you, you started that one. I started it. Or mine is just Yeah, blowing. it's fantastic, right? Epic, it's, yep. it's crazy. I mean, it, it, it puts everything together. I think if we're not aligned spiritually, mentally, physically, and emotionally, we're not going to do things right. Right? Uh, if yeah. you do things unaligned and one is maybe this way and the other one's this way and only these two are aligned, we're still gonna feel like crap. Our emotions are gonna be off. We're gonna be doing things wrong. 100%. So it teaches you how to align those four. It's a fantastic oh, wow. book. Um, second book, I saw you had it here, Seven Habits. Seven Habits. For any entrepreneur, people getting either. into sales or any type of client relationships, fantastic book to kind of know the fundamentals of business and how to act like a businessman. Businessman. And the third one is Power of Now. Power of yeah, Now. I'm big Eckhart Tolle. In, yeah, Eckhart Tolle. So I'm big on meditation. And being present is huge, right? Not living too much in the future, not living too much in the past. Of course, you want to 
have goals for the future, but power of now really teaches you to live in the now because now is what matters most. A hundred percent. Decisions you make now. Um, yeah. So that was really powerful for me. Wow. Through. So first is becoming supernatural, seven habit of highly effective people, yeah. and the power of now mm -hmm. by Eckhart Tolle. Yep. Great recommendation, guys. If you're, there is a quote that <clears> says that people who don't read and the people who can't read are the same. Mm-hmm. So reading, I believe reading can change your life. If somebody have worked hard for 60 years, in, like have run a business for 60 years and commit like a year or sometimes even up to four years to writing a book yep. to put in your hands for $30, I believe there is no other investment that you can invest mm -hmm. that can yield the type <clears throat> of profit that you can get from a book. So yep. Sergio, this was amazing. I feel like we have covered a lot of things. I have like a lot of questions right now, and all of them we have went through. Thank you for coming. This Thank was you epic. for having me, brother. I have something special. Every guest of the podcast, I give them access to my library. Sweet. To go ahead and select any book that speaks to you. I have. You have so many, though. I have a collection here on this side. Let me see what you got. I have more here. Ready, fire, aim. And I have more on the other side. I think I'm going to get a big shelf and put all yeah, the books Yeah, you should here. just reach it up to the ceiling. So we can, point. you know, the people can select. The Four Agreements. Oh, The Four Agreements. I read that one. That one's Four good. Agreements is an epic. You know, crazy book. enough, I haven't read this one. Which one? John Maxwell. John Maxwell? Yeah. I'll take this yeah, one. That, that's epic. Man. I like John. May John Maxwell is an, a revolutionary. Thank you, man. Oh, thank you for coming. Yeah. I think we're going to have a follow-up session, as always. <clears throat> I really appreciate you, everything that, you know, just meeting you and, and, and getting to, you know, like hang out with you in many instances, just kind of fired in me, you know, like push me to learn more about other things. And, right. you know, it's a very great relationship, and I really appreciate the relationship. Appreciate you, brother. Let's go. And one thing I want to leave you guys with, is don't live by cause and effect, cause and effect. It's mm. a good one. <laughs> Joe Dispenza says it. Don't live by cause and effect, cause and effect, right? Because if you're living by cause and effect, you're living by everything that's causing around you and you're affected by all those things. Wow. But if you're causing an effect, you're living by your own decisions. So, Oof. you know, that's powerful. It's powerful. That's powerful. I'm going to put it on my Instagram bio. Guys. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for watching. Thank if you, you haven't subscribed Appreciate to the you. channel, make sure, make sure you subscribe. Share this video to your friends that you think would benefit from this video as well. And we have a Facebook group called the eFormula Facebook group. Make sure you request and you'll be let in. Come join a group of entrepreneurs. Sergio is there, myself is there, and a lot of other entrepreneurs. All this, uh, the guests are going to be there. We're going to hold workshops in the Facebook group so all of you guys can get to enjoy and learn more about the guests that are coming on the podcast. If you're watching, if you're listening to the podcast, watch the video. And if you are somebody that is moving around that cannot watch the video, go ahead and find the podcast in any streaming platform and enjoy and give me your feedback. And we're going to keep this rolling. Take care. I'll see you in the next one. Bye-bye.